I just pound blasted some mushroom pasta. How's that sitting? Also, pound blasted? I'm so full. Pound blasted. You could have just said eight. That's not what I did to this mushroom pasta. <laughs> no. You pound blasted it. Does that show up in the thesaurus? Mm-hmm. Eight. Eat. What pound would blast. a... Pound blast. What, what constitutes the pound blasting? There's a lot of it, and oh. I read your text right around when you were like on your way is it is it like speed eating is it pound blasting Mm -hmm. or is it is it quantity both okay which one's the quantity i had my bowl i picked up my fork i stuck it in the noodles Mm. lifted my phone to a text from you that said on the way and i went pound blasted one Basically, pound blasted. Yeah, and you know what? That describes that perfectly. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co host, Parker Moon. I'm your 15 episode and running co host, Brett Irvin. I'm a part of Bridge Four, Daniel Phillips. Holy, whoa, wait, uh, this is a weekly book club podcast where we go over one book a month. Have we done 15 episodes? This is our 15th episode. This is our 15th yeah. episode. Wait, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is, our, yeah, this is our 15th episode. That's good. That's awesome. Well, we're a weekly book club podcast. We go over one book a month, uh, and this is a new month. This is the second week in June, uh, if we released this correctly. So um, here we so. are. There, this there, might come out in December. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I hope it gets out there, but this is... Um, the second weekend in June, we uh, or the sorry, the second Tuesday in June, we um, have five Tuesdays this week. So last week, if you were listening chronologically, you got our bonus episode, and then for the rest of the month, we're back on schedule. We are doing the normal thing, doing the book, and we have a new book. Uh, so what are we talking about, guys? Uh, they both die at the end. Wonder what it's about. They both die at the end. Uh oh, get knows? ready to cry. <laughs> Ruh row. Wonder what's gonna happen. Yeah, um, they both die at the end is what we're going over. Um, Part one. And that is by the talented author Adam Silvani. Silvera. 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 Wrong again. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> can we, okay, let's. This is a running bit. No, I love this. No, that's no, no. so disrespectful. I feel <laughs> okay, so bad. Fine. Okay. Um, we can. We no, can no, no. We'll it. leave it in. It's fine. I'm so sorry. Adam Sil- Silvera. Silvera. Adam Silvera. It's because of the audiobook. I'm, I'm going to get it right. Um, from Are we now saying on. it right, Brett? I think so, yeah. Okay. From what I can tell. Okay. It's fine. Um, so this is, they both die at the end. Uh, but before we get into that, let's do short stories. Who wants to go first? Parker does. Parker does. Okay. I said it really fast. Yeah, so that way it's not going to be on you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we'll change it up. And uh, to jump in to short stories, I'm going to talk about another book. Um, because it's probably one that we won't cover on the show because I think we've kind of established a soft rule and maybe this will change at some point. We're only 15 episodes in. Who knows? But it's uh, it's a nonfiction book and it's not a story-based book. And this book is called... All books are stories. Well, that there actually is a lot of anecdotes and stories in this book. Uh, and it, that book is... That was so, such a profound thing of me to say, right? Yeah, that was it. profound. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. You should you, you would like this book. Uh, it's called The Anthropocene Reviewed. Uh, oh, yeah. You've probably heard of it. It's by John Green. It's his first nonfiction book. Uh, John Green, brother of Hank Green, who we read one Writer of his books. of Fallen Our Stars. Author of good book. so many good books. Uh, Fallen Our Stars, Turtles All the Way Down. Uh, Ant-Man. You can see Fallen Our Stars in Ant-Man. I think it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. He's reading it. Oh, Oh, <laughs> yes, a, you're right. That's a wild pool. But he's hey, in house arrest. He's a, reading the book. It's that's, in the MCU. Yes. This is John really Green is in the MCU. This is really funny to me because I wonder if John Green had to sign off on letting them use. Probably. That's so great. Or I wonder if they're like, hey, it's free advertising. This is the Marvel Cinematic Yeah. Universe. Well, we're doing, for, or I'm doing free advertising <laughs> right now. It's, a, it's at the same level, too. For it's at this, Reaching the same amount of people for the Anthropocene Reviewed. Uh, it is a book about, or it's just a collection of essays by John Green um, about the human experience in today and now. Um, Anthropocene is a word. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, I think it's a newer word. Um, 
because words are being created all the time, apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm pretty sure, uh, and this, God, I'm, I'm going to butcher this already, but it, it roughly translates to that kind of study of like the modern experience of humanity mm. uh, and living with that knowledge of, you know, what we're living with now. Gotcha. Um, so it's contemporary anthropology. Yeah, it's contemporary. That is a really well Thanks. said. Well, I'm yeah. proud of it. No, that was awesome. Uh, maybe that <laughs> should right be. right off the noggin. <laughs> That's off the Maybe top that should be head. like the on the cover. But yeah, yeah so, but it, you know, I've only read hey, a couple John, chapters. Put it on the cover. <laughs> hey, John. Um, I've only read a couple chapters because I have had other things taking up my time. Listen to our... Uh, bonus episode and you'll fiction fig- episode yeah. garbage fanfic and, and you'll know just listen to the proportions. beginning <laughs> you'll know what was taking up my time but um yes it, it's called the Anthropocene Reviewed it's wonderful it is what I would say is I mean it, it's honestly written therapy uh, reading it makes me feel good That's it good. makes me feel understood as a human it takes things that are big and makes them seem small and digestible and it takes things that are small and makes them seem wonderful and exciting Um, and i'm I'm all about that kind of stuff like finding like the beauty and the mundane and then also like uh, taking things on a large scale like i mean i know i talk about space a lot Mm -hmm. but stuff like that and then trying to like condense it and then just being like blown away at being able to understand any of that um but anyways i'm obviously not john green and i'll never be able to do justice to what he does but um you don't know someday so i'm not going to be able to promote his book as well as him or talk about you it as well work as him, for him or be his <laughs> his publicist god dream job um but all that to be said go read the anthropocene reviewed it's great if you need something that's just going to make you feel warm and like you got a big blanket around you but it's actually just a book and kind words that's the book you need to read nice that's good who wants to go next Speaking of the Anthropocene Review, Dan. <laughs> the study of this current human's experience. Daniel, what's your I, short story? <laughs> I think it's a bad idea for someone to study me. I would love uh, to study you. That would be an interesting study. In-depth study of me. Like, I imagine walking around and there's just, like, a group of people in lab coats with, like, a notepad. Following you around, yeah. Wait, hang on. Is this actually... Have, y'all ever, have either of y'all had that anxiety that, like... Your whole life is the Truman, like Show. the Truman Show. I've never thought that, but I have thought what I'm doing right now, would I do it differently if I knew if I was being watched? Oh, Simple yeah. things like washing the dishes. Would I do stuff like that differently if I knew I was being watched? And it's interesting. Usually, yes, because I do things in a weird way most of the time. Do you want to hear something that's that's profound that my dad taught me that's stayed with me forever? And yeah. it's probably not his original words, but... Did he tell you you were in the Truman Show? <laughs> no, he, he's just he's just always Speak told Speak softly me, and always carry a big stick. I, I think he came up I with think he, my dad said that one first. No, Edward Roosevelt. <laughs> uh, so this this might be a Tyler Moon original or he might have completely ripped it off, but he he's always said to me that character is what is done when no oh, one else is watching. Yes. Yeah. Like, your character is... like. It's the integrity like, of it all. Right. Like who yeah. you are as at, at your core is like the, the things that you do when no one else is around to see. Yeah. My character's weird. <laughs> Daniel's character's weird. Um, wait, how we got so off topic. Daniel, what's your short story? Hey, um, my short story is similar to yours where I just got a lot of peace from Aww. something in life. Um, I grabbed my horse and I escaped the stables of its evil horse master. And Is this I the movie War Horse? Traveled it around the world. Is this so, some video game? Sometimes like, even back happening? in time, sometimes forward in time. Is this a Breath of the Wild? Reference? I revisited my favorite nostalgia spirit, the movie <laughs> of a kid. Um, I was first introduced to it when I was four years old. Um, Ocarina of Time. Oh, okay. So okay. I, I was close. I whipped out my Nintendo 64 and I uh, blasted some of my own personal air into the Zelda cartridge. <laughs> of course. To play Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Otherwise, for, it wouldn't turn on. <laughs> for the first time. And I, I play it often. Probably like <laughs> a couple weeks. <laughs> first time the since first time we started the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's probably been since like my freshman year of college. Oh, wow. So, you know, Still eight years. Of course, it's my favorite game. Yeah, um, it is a wonderful game. It's it's obviously like a super hype game. I've never met anyone that doesn't like it. But 
I've been playing Ocarina hey, of Time this week. Can you do a fun thing for yes. for the audience? Yeah. Um, Link because, impression? No, no. Yes. No, but because I also obviously love Breath of the Wild and Zelda as, yeah. and, and a whole, and I know Brett loves Zelda and, and the Legend of Zelda series, um, can you give the audience a fresh, as if if they have nothing, if they have no clue what uh, Ocarina of Time is about, let them know. Okay, summary of Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Not Ocarina a spoiler, just like a... Ocarina of Time, you are a little village child in a village where all the other um, villagers don't grow up to be adults. Mm. Um, they're a different race uh, in this world of Hylia, of Hyrule. Um, your best friend, Sarah, then tells you that, what's up? You are not a part of this village. You are a Hylian and not um, uh, one of the village people. So eventually you are going to grow up. And so you leave to go into Hyrule, and you find out um, about this princess, Princess Zelda. Mm. And you go to Princess Zelda, and I she's, that name. she's spying on her father, who is in cahoots with this evil man known as Ganondorf. And then you um, solve some crime, you solve some puzzles as a kid. <laughs> Can you? I'm right. Time, you haven't played the game. Time exactly, solves some crime. Time solve crime. Is it time crime? So you um, go to help Zelda. She needs these artifacts of the Temple of Time. So you collect these artifacts and then it opens up to the Master Sword. And when you draw the Master Sword, as is your birthright, you um, go forward in time nine years. And when you leave the Temple of Time, the whole entire city is in shambles and Ganondorf has taken over the world. Mm-hmm. And you have to help Zelda stop him. Yeah. But there's some just, it's just a good game. Yeah. For a game that came out over 20 years ago, it's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have a little fairy that travels with you named Navi. And Navi that, and it screams at you. Is one of the greatest Zelda characters yeah. of all time. That's and great. I really want them to do more justice with, with Navi. I know they have like the Koroks and stuff yeah. in the new games, which are great, but... I love Navi. I told. I, love them to bring uh, I was the talking Navi. to Nicole. I was told talking you know, to the Nicole Avatar about. movies, and that what they're called the Navi. It's actually like it's it's N A V I, so maybe Navi. Navi. It's it's like your Navi, it, and yeah. the reason why it's na- named that is because it's your navigator. It helps you along the way, uh, which is a very cute thing. Indeed. But I told I was talking to Nicole about um, my adventures in Hyrule, and in this game, when you're a kid, you can buy these magic beans from this guy that sells magic beans. Yeah, and you can plant them around the world. And then when you fast forward in time nine years, you can go back to those beans where you planted them. And there are these little flying plants that if you stand on, they take you to secret locations in the map. That's really cool. Yeah. That's a cool mechanic for a game so old. Yeah. It's good. So I've been playing Ocarina of Time again. Nice. That's it. That is a nice peaceful thing. Yeah. What's your peaceful thing, Brett? My peaceful thing is YouTube. Thanks. <laughs> that can be peaceful. I thought you were going to say U2. U2. The band or us. <laughs> the band that made you get an album of theirs because of Apple. Yeah. What's the Bono and... Uh, like Clyde. Clyde? No, like it's Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde? Clyde. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't no, know like that there was another one besides Bono. It's the guitarist. Everyone knows him too, I feel like. Yeah, it's just Bono. I don't Bono. his name though. Anyways. YouTube. Some not not all of you, just this one specific thing. Mm-hmm. Like back to things in my um in my last short story I talked about something that I just do randomly just to kill time sometimes or just to like decompress. Yeah. Um there's a YouTube channel, it's called the Tim Tracker. Oh my god. And he's a guy that lives in the Orlando area and he travels to all the theme parks. And he just travels to Florida stuff in general, and it's just like it's a, he's just like a vlogging guy, and he he and his fa- he and his family, um, his wife's name is Jen, um, and they just travel on all the theme parks, does updates about the theme parks and stuff like that, and it just see it's just like a he's just like the most charming like goober. That is ever. this is this is also really kind, and also I'm smiling a lot right now because you showed me Tim Tracker a while yeah. ago, and it's a very like Tim. I've never known anyone else to really bring up tim tracker yeah and i love his videos but it's also something that's very distinctly brett and i feel like the past two short stories have been like so distinctly brett and i just am yeah love that thanks and yeah so it's just a random thing that i'm just like oh you know what's especially like last year being stuck inside all the time yeah obviously not not complaining like i know we (laughs) all we're doing it for safe you know safety reasons yeah 
it was just one thing. It was like, oh, I can go back and watch like a video of him going around a theme park or doing something cool in the Florida. Nice. And correct me if I'm wrong, but he gets like he gets like first dibs pretty much for or, like access to like yeah. Galaxy's Edge and like new stuff because yeah. he's like he's like, like Disney. Disney knows. Yeah, he's yeah. like Disney affiliated. That's cool. so cool. He's like yeah. has affiliations with all the theme parks. So he does he goes and like does staycations at all of them and like shows them around and he gets to see all the new rides at all you the parks. You can live parks. vicariously through yeah. Tim Tracker. Yeah, I've only you know I've been to Disney like once as an adult, but it's just cool to see like all like you know I'm a nerd at heart, so I yeah. like to see all nice. the cool stuff that's Fun. going on at Disney sometimes. So it's just a a random thing that like yeah that I like to watch sometimes. That's actually incredibly poignant too. And this is a this is a small short story for the three of us. Um, but that leads in perfectly because we're going to Disney, uh, as a friend trip. Um, our first like real thing that we're doing as a group of friends, just a handful of us, um, since COVID we're all fully vaccinated. We're going to be wearing masks. We're going to be safe. Indeed. Um, but good old time. It's going to be great. I'm that really just, excited about it. So yeah. Tim, Tim Tracker is... I've that's, been watching Tim Tracker. Yeah, get, get ready. Yeah. So, yeah. You can lead us to yeah. all the best yeah. cheats and hacks. I, I just, love that. I just love their wholesome content. Nice. And uh, yeah, you know, that's good. I'm glad that we all really brought some wholesome stuff to the table uh, because we're about to here we go. Because here we go. Just, a lot of just just let's get some charm. Yeah, let's, let's get, get some, some nice, before. warm, sweet conversation in before we jump into the recap of go. They Both Die at the End because uh, buckle up. Uh, recap. Recap time. Th- this recap is going to be Brett. I'm so excited. It's first time. First time. So I'm really excited to hear uh, Brett recap for us. Um, I do want, I gave a little bit of a trigger warning last episode. Uh, and this is the reason I'm saying this. Uh, I, I don't want to have anyone shy away from reading the book or anything like that. I am someone who lives with anxiety and this book is a lot about death. Um, and in these first couple of chapters, I was having a time with it. So, um, I mean, I, I'm really enjoying it and I, I know that it's going to lead to some really cool stuff and some great conversation. Yeah. Um, but just in case audience, you aren't cool with that kind of stuff. Uh, that's, this is your cue to maybe wait until next book or maybe wait until, or just Go listen back along and listen to one of our other, other or, or just listen along with the episodes and, and you know, you can get the, the you gist. can get the gist of it and it's on easy mode. Um, yeah. That is a good way to do that. Yeah, but sorry, I didn't. I don't want to interrupt your no. recap, but I did want to get ahead of that because yeah, just as someone absolutely. who deals with that, I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, cool. Absolutely. Okay, Brett, take us away. Recap time. Recap, recap, recap. Okay, so I'm going to do this recap. Sort of, um, the book is written in a way that each chapter jumps from one between two characters, so we go from one character to the next. Um, so what I'm going to do for the recap is I'm going to recap them individually so I'm not jumping back between them. Yeah, I like it. So I'm I like just going to do idea. them one at a time so you get their whole story once. And then near the end of this part one, they start to slowly converge. Their stories come together. That's a great so way to do it. So I'm going to do a little bit at the end of them converging. So the the general idea is that I'm not really sure if it, this is futuristic. I think it's just like an alternate universe because he mentions later – this is how I thought maybe it's futuristic. He mentions uh, the Xbox, Xbox Infinity. Infinity. I think and it I was supposed like, to be a little bit in the future. I was future. like, oh, so maybe that's yeah. in the future. So this might be futuristic. Um, so basically, in this timeline, in this world, there's something called Deathcast. And basically what that is, is it is like a call, basically a call service. It almost seems like a telemarketing service. Right. But basically... This service will call you and tell you when you are that you're expected to die within the next 24 hours. They don't say when within the next 24 hours or how. They just will let you know that you are going to die in the next 24 hours. And so usually it happens between 12 a.m. and 3 a.m. every morning. Um, people get calls. And this is such a big thing in this world that we don't know when it started but this is such a big thing, and clearly it's true based on how the characters have described it. Yeah, it's, it's it, permeated all culture, that, that and no one happens. can avoid it. Right. right, like it's not; it's unavoidable. It happens. Um, there's no like maybe if. Um, so, but there's an entire industry around it. There's like there's mention of like coupons for like restaurants for people that have been called. So the yeah. people that have been called, they're called deckers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So if you've been called, you're called a Decker, you get 24 hours. They basically help you set up your funeral. They give you ideas on that day of like things that are going to happen that day, like activities you can take part in. They try and counsel you a little bit, but you get the idea from the two characters that it's kind of, you can tell it's just like a job and there's yeah. no actually feeling and heart behind it. Right. Um, so... Uh, Basically, every time it calls, there's a special ringtone. That's how you know both characters, when they hear it, they know it's the ringtone for it. Um, it's big in pop culture, too. I, there's a tagline to it. I forget what it was, but there's a tagline tagline that's used in pop culture, like television and stuff. It's, right. like, all over the place. Yeah. Like, this is, like Parker said, it, it's, it's a, permeated all of culture, right. like, throughout the world. So, and what you find out later is that it's a mystery as to how they know. That's like a big thing. That's right. a, it seems like a big plot point theme between both characters I'm about to introduce, our main characters. It's kind of unknown how these people know how you're going to die. Right. Or even like this, how Deathcast started or anything right. like that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So our two main characters. Our first main character is Rufus. Um, the second one's Mateo, but we're going to start with, with Rufus's storyline. So Rufus is um, 17. He's turning 18 within a few weeks, mm -hmm. according to his story. He has two best friends. They're Malcolm and Tago. Mm -hmm. um, you, we start with Rufus as he's beating up a guy named Peck, who is the boyfriend of his ex-girlfriend. Yep. Uh, or the guy that his ex-girlfriend is currently like seeing. Mm -hmm. um, and what you find out is Rufus is in the foster care system. Because his entire family, his parents and his sister were killed in a car accident when their car flipped into the Hudson River. Because this is based in New York City. Mm -hmm. um, and that has to, that's kind of has to do with the idea that he mentions that his sister got a call that day. Mm -hmm. And she got a death cast on the day that his whole family died. Um, so that kind of comes into play of like people around you can also be affected by your death cast. Right. Because that's why Rufus does get a death cast and he tries to force Malcolm and Tago away when that happens. Right. Um, so basically, he's beating up this pet kid, gets a call. It's the death cast. Um, so the, he, and, he, and, he talks to Malcolm and Tago. They kind of go through everything. He kind of is try, starting to try and process this. Um, they let Pet go. Um, he was thinking about killing, like he was talking about killing Peck. You don't really know what it is yet. They explain later. Um, so quick intro to Malcolm and Tago. Malcolm, uh, both his parents were killed in an arson attack. He doesn't really know who it was. Um, or maybe it was just his mom was killed. Uh, and then his dad. Something, yeah. what, Dad's maybe like it's, out of the picture. Yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. Um, so Rufus' family was killed in a car accident. Um Rufus tells Malcolm and Tago to stay away when he gets the call. Um, when he has the call, the guy on the other side of the line, Rufus kind of pushes him to be like, hey, can you be human for a second? The guy says, kind of explains like the crazy, yeah, how right. hard his job is, what he, all the shit that he has to go through in this like job. Like how many people he's got to tell that they're dying. Right. And, and right. like how it's, it can be worse because it can be a young girl. Right. The example he gave. Right. So all this crazy stuff and he kind of really, you're, so they're kind of giving you a little bit of background as you go on this, how dark this system is. So basically from there, Rufus and Malcolm and Tay go right away. Um, you find out Rufus's ex-girlfriend, who he's still in love with, her, his, her name is Amy. That's why she was beating up this pet guy. They had recently broken up. Um, so they he calls Amy, tells her about it. Then they go back to meet at the foster home that they all, the three of them currently live in. Amy used to live there. Yeah. It's called the Pluto home. Um, they're, they're called Plutos. They call themselves Plutos. So he kind of starts a process. He wants to hold his funeral. So he wakes up everybody in the house. They start to hold his funeral. Um, Amy comes over. Because she doesn't believe him at first. Then this is kind of their reconciliation. A little bit of a reconciliation because yeah. obviously they know he's going to die. Yeah. Rufus is kind of like a tough... He's like a tough kid. He's had to grow up really fast in the yeah. system. Mm -hmm. So he's like, hey, don't mourn for me. Let's like... I want to do my day. Right. He obviously... You, you can hear that like 
a lot of stuff is unfair. He still thinks it's unfair. But he, he holds up better than hit the people around him. Right. He was exactly. stronger. Yeah. He's very much like a strong person. He's like, hey, like you guys keep living for me kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so they start to hold his funeral. Um, his He talks about his foster parents quickly. He says he sort of doesn't really get along with his foster dad super well, but he respects him. Um, he... Um, he kind of talks about Tago a little bit, says he's a great barber, but he wants to be a screenwriter. So he's kind of slowly introducing his best friends. Um, Amy has brought over Peck, the kid he was beating up earlier. Turns out Peck called the cops. So the cops show up during Rufus's funeral. On after, the last day he has to live. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, exactly. Which, in a sense, it's like you find out that he was kind of just beating him up because there could be more to it. But from what I from what I gathered, he was just beating up because Peck talked crap about him Basically being with his girl. Yeah. Right. He's like, I'm with your girl kind of thing. Right. Which I was like, whoa, you were going to kill him for saying that. I don't that. think that he was going to kill him though. Cause he, he said, sorry, this is not, not, not that he was going to kill him. Yeah. I, I, that's, a, that's strong. He's, he said it was in like an anger in the moment thing. Like, right. Oh, I could kill it. Like yeah, you yeah. can tell it's just like an, he was beating the like living daylights out of this kid, yeah. which you're like, Oh, okay. So, and I, I understand like he's had a, you have to, you know, in that up kind of upbringing, you have to right. fight for what um, for what you have. So I understand that. Um, but so yeah, Peck calls the cops. We don't like Peck because he called the cops on Rufus's last day. Um, everyone hates him at that point. They're like, "Why did you do this?" Rufus Even Amy, Rufus has to essentially leave his family because he doesn't want to right. be arrested on his last right. day. And he wants Malcolm and Tago to also run, but they're like, "Nah, we're gonna hold him back." So he jump, he escapes, hops on his bike, rides away. You find out he loves his bike. He likes him. Um, he mentions marathoning. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if he means mar- – like I, I got confused. I don't know if he means like doing like triathlons on his bike. But he also – so you you got the sense he's a little bit of an athlete as yeah. well. Yeah. Because um, he competes in marathons. Um, so, yeah. So he's from the Pluto home. Um, oh, and then so we leave off with Rufus. Basically, he rides away, stops somewhere, sees – we get more into this app with our other character, but he sees this mm-hmm. thing, graffiti that mentions this last friend app, mm-hmm. which is something I'll get into in a minute with Mateo, who's our other character. But he sees this app and says, Oh, I'll join this. So I probably should have done Mateo first. It's fine. I kinda but, like I kinda like it. I was wondering why you did Rufus, but that I, I like this. I should have done Mateo first. We'll, we'll get, he explains a lot yeah, more. There's also more going on with Rufus right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's Rufus, as far as I can tell. That's the opening. Mm-hmm. Um so Mateo, there's there, you can kind of tell they're opposite ends of the spectrum. So yes. it bounces back and forth between them. Rufus is a very outgoing person, he's a leader. He joined the when he went to the Pluto home. He mentions that Malcolm and Tago were there, were his right and left hand man right. from the beginning. He's like, I don't know how he became the leader, but you can tell that he's got leadership qualities. Yeah, he's an outgoing guy. Um, you meet Matteo, who's the complete opposite. Yeah, um, you know, obviously his they've both had clearly tough upbringings mm-hmm. in different ways. Um, Matteo's mom left his family when he was young. Um, so his mom's out of the picture. Mateo is the opposite end of the spectrum in that he's more of a timid homebody. Very anxious. Very anxious. Yeah. Doesn't have many friends, according to him. Kind he has a couple a close friends. He's kind of a recluse. Um, kind of. It was, <laughs> it was interesting. We'll get into more of the discussion as far as like my Mateo's relating new. to yeah. Mateo. <laughs> Same. Um, Same. <laughs> So basically, at this point, Mateo lives in an apartment. His dad is in the ICU in a coma right. from an accident that he was involved in. So Mateo's you start off the book with. He's getting the call. He has let it ring like 30 times, but this company keeps calling you. He finally answers. They call him Timothy at first. So he says, oh, I'm not Timothy. I, I get to live because he kind of explains in the intro like, this means you're dead. I'm going to die. He's yeah. freaking out. Yeah. But then they say, Timothy, he's like, it's not me. I get to live my life. I get to have children. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. The la- that was the last person I talked to. So you can also tell that he's a little bit like out of luck. Yeah. Like the yeah. world is kind of like. What, like what a bummer. Right. Yeah. Like, of right. Course like it gives him like a, gl- like a glimpse right. of hope. And then she's like, oh, wait, no, Mateo. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It kind of feels like the world is against him kind of right. thing. Yeah. 
Um, and so she, the, the operator says, oh, no, I'm sorry, honey. It is Mateo. She explains to me, like, events going on that day, all this kind of stuff. He's more like he hangs up on her before right. she finishes, which is understandable in the situation. Yeah. He is, again, being a homebody. He follows a lot of – so there's these things called countdowners, which are deckers who are the people that have gotten the death cast. They post online in like a Reddit-style forum about their last day. Yeah, it's like Twitter or Reddit for people who are dying, which is, right. is a we'll, It's a wild concept. Yeah, we'll get into that later. So – these people called countdowners, they basically, it's a way to follow their last day. So he follows all these different people, reads about their stories, what happened to him. You know, like, obviously they're posting throughout the day and at a certain point they stop posting. Like, he tells a story about a guy who's trying to find a home for his dog. And the last they heard, he went out for like a run with his, like a last run with his dog. And then he never responded. So he's like, oh, did he die? Like, what happened to his dog? Yeah. So you can tell it's a really morbid – this is a really morbid thing that exists. Yeah, yeah. Um, because some people, he kind of explains, make the most of it and, like, live out their day. And you can kind of tell if nothing happened, if Rufus didn't happen, then Mateo would be the opposite in the spectrum. And he would live out his day saying – which is understandable yeah. Yeah. because he's like – it's kind of that final destination thing where it's like, if I stay safe in my room under my right. covers, I won't die and I'll escape it. Right. Even though like... he His inclination is towards passivity and to try to just like... Avoid. Right. Like close himself in. Whereas like Rufus was like, I'm going to live. Like, yeah. I'm gonna this get is going to be there. my day yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. So Maya, uh, Mateo kind of scared to go outside after he knows he's like crap i haven't lived my life at all he does make a and plan now i'm gonna die which he makes a plan but he you can tell until the point <laughs> he procrastinates it which was really fresh because you're like no get out there like you're rooting for mateo because you can tell that right. he's like down on his luck yeah he's he, got one his, friend lydia who's lydia, got a baby he, he's really he's like the godfather of the baby because lydia's husband died because of death cast yeah um, so he's like, he's, his mind's just spiraling. Yeah. You can tell. He wants to see his dad one last time in the hospital, even right. though his dad's not going to wake up right. in time. And so his dad's going to, he's like, my dad's going to wake up and I'm going to be dead from this. Yeah. Right. He talks about writing letters to his neighbors who are going to take care of the apartment after he's dead. Which It just seems like it's a, it's a wild world where it's such like a, there's like habits built into like, here's a plan when you get your death cast. You tell right. people to take care of your, yeah. so it's, it's a wild, it's a wild thing. But yeah, so he's procrastinating. He's playing video games. He's he's saying how he's kind of relating the video games into how, again, how he wanted to be that person. Yeah. He wanted to be adventurous. He wanted to go and do things. And now he will never have that chance again. Now he's he's basically said, "I've wasted my life." Yeah, um, I've been a homebody. But he still he still has like he wants to live. He wants right. to live his yeah, last yeah. life, which yeah, leads exactly. to the apps. Right. So he wants to he wants to be he wants to do that. So there's these apps. The first one is called Last Friend app. And basically you sign up for it and you can either be someone who's dying or someone who's not dying. Mm -hmm. And it's mainly for people who don't want to be lonely in their final hours of life. Like, right. and that's understandable. Or people who want to give an act of service to right, someone exactly. to be that for Which, them. Which in theory is a really great thing. <laughs> um, and I think in this story will show that there are, there is a great part of this app because Rufus and Mateo find each other, but he, you know, starts in this app finding a lot of like shitty people, right. gross people, yeah. gross who people, either want to take advantage of him or, or people that don't really understand. Like, like superficial people, like the one that he talks to where it almost sounded like she had good intentions, but the way that she talked to him was just kind of, he was kind of like, you don't, you don't really, it, it doesn't feel like her. your heart's in this. Right. It was yeah. more about her than it was about him. Exactly. And like her, like being able to tell the story and hang out with this guy who's going to die. Exactly. And so, um, there's also another app that he mentions. It's called, it's really gross. Yeah, it's called Necro gross. where Which it's, Awful name. Yeah. Such a bad name. Because it's name a disgusting word as well. <laughs> um what it's the what it's related to. Um but basically that's more of like a sex app sex app. It's a hookup app. Right. For, for people, people who are dying 
that want to like have sex before they die. It's like he calls it the ultimate one night stand, like no strings attached. Right. Yeah. Which he kind of finds out in his last friend app experience that that's kind of also leaked into a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he sets up his profile on last friend. It's kind of like a Tinder profile thing where you, right. he marks himself as dying. Like age, bio. Yeah, like, like his it, life, like yeah. why, you know, what he wants to do, who right. he's leaving behind, um, and has has not much success. Finally hits on somebody named, and this is kind of, by this point, it's about 3 a.m. He hits on somebody named Rufus. Mm -hmm. So they finally connect because Rufus has gotten on the app after he saw it on the graffiti. Right. And Mateo, he plays video games for a while. He's like, all right, I'll give this another try. First thing he does is he meets Rufus. And you can already tell their differing personalities of Rufus being like really outgoing and him yeah. being shy. So Rufus is kind of like hey, you know, what are you doing right now? Like, it's your last day. And he's like, oh, I'm sitting in my room playing video games. He's like, oh, did you just get the call? And he's like, no, no I <laughs> found out like immediately after midnight. And he's like, Rufus is like, what are you doing? Like, live your day. Yeah. And so they kind of talk for a few minutes. Um, he kind of confronts Rufus a little bit about like... Um, well, why aren't you with people? Right, why aren't you with anybody right now? And so they say, all right, well, let's just meet up. They video call, which is really sweet. And yeah. he's like... You know, I didn't I didn't want you to be like a creepy person. So yeah. they, they agree to meet and then Mateo's like, Hey, can you come meet at my apartment? And there's a funny joke there where Rufus is like, Oh no, never mind, I'm logging off. And you can tell he he you he can like tell panics. Rufus already knows what kind of person and he's trying yeah. to pull him out of yeah. his shell. Yeah. He's like, dude, I'm just messing with you. Yeah. Like and so they agree to meet. They get trade phone numbers and basically we leave off as Rufus is going to come over to Mateo's Yeah, that's the end of part one. So they gave the introductions and now our stories are finally starting to intersect. Yes. And that's the end of part one. Correct. Nice. Cool. So that was recap. Yeah. Um, and that was a great Very recap. Very long. Thanks, sorry. Brett. No, it's okay. That's, I mean, honestly, it was a good recap. First right. Good Good recap. Uh, I'm excited to let you recap the rest of the book, honestly, because the pressure And all the me. other books. Yeah. I quit. <laughs> no. Um... But now that we're in discussion, let's talk about Deathcast. And yes. the question I want to pose to you guys, because it's Death the, the obvious one. Cutie. Wow, I love it. Um, would <laughs> Would you like this if this was a thing that was introduced into our society? Would you hate this if this was a thing that was introduced into our society? What What were your thoughts on Deathcast? Yeah, hundred percent. No, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, kind of feels even, like a Final Destination thing. Like not I was saying, even where it's just like. If you believe it, then you would live out your best day with no fear. But yeah. also, I'm like, can I beat it? Like, do I lock myself in a padded room right. while, with oxygen? Uh, while reading these 80 pages, just because of how my brain thinks, um, I cannot stop thinking about the paradox of Deathcast the entire time. Um, like, if Mateo decides to go skydiving right. because it's his last day and he dies from skydiving. Would he have died? It's self-fulfilling prophecy. It's... Deathcast yeah. making paradox, right. but then I started thinking really heavily about like, are they killing the people? Like, if you're suicidal and get a deathcast call, is that right. your trigger to commit suicide? Dude, I, I'm, sh I'm I sure. About that. I wonder if they'll get into that. And again, <laughs> gosh, this is like heavy which stuff. came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, exactly. Right. And then the third paradox I thought about is serial killers using. Oh my god, I forgot to app. mention the serial killer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because they're talking about a yeah. serial killer. There's and a I was serial like, killer that draws people in on the app. What comes first, the serial killer? Because he would never get in contact with someone unless they were called. Right. Via unless they were cast. desperate to hang out <laughs> so with someone. So I would imagine Deathcast is almost like a premonition. Like yeah. they would. He like the serial like killer would shoot. Yeah, yeah. But that right. is an interesting. Yeah, because how would change your stars? It's the paradox of it yeah. all. Um, but no, I would not want that. Yeah. I mean, it is it is very minority report um, with like the precogs yeah. and stuff I mean, like there, that. There's so much comfort in ignorance of things sometimes. Right, it's true. I completely agree. I'm 100 percent against Deathcast. But the thing I will say, but um, and I'm a very anxious person. I think that's more a uh, newer trait, no. unfortunately. No. Um, that's come to my life. Uh, I take medications i'm upfront about that kind of stuff um and I'm, I'm doing fine um but this stuff did like i was like oh god like it Tricky just like yeah it like, got me yeah. in, a, in a certain type of mindset that i didn't like being in but there is something to be said i think for the the conversation of death and how western culture especially almost avoids it to yeah. like a crazy extreme like one because of like 
oh, medical yeah, we just and, and, and like right and like and, and and ways of us like being able to prevent it and, and extending our lives especially in our early years we act like we're invincible to the point of like we never really think it and because of that we can take life for granted so often we yeah. actually talked about that in the book how rufus acts invincible yeah. on his bike through the city and after his death cast call like he was being overly cautious to like yeah, it, it was different of his personality yeah. to act the way he was. Right. But, but there's even a thing of just like of like you know because the question I asked my myself was what if death cast was something that was like a year like what if it was yeah. you're gonna die sometime this year or what if it was like hey that you're would, gonna die that at this so age like you're gonna die at 26 or something yeah. like that would be bad but then it also let you live so freely before then and and. And like the, the 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 idea of having your days numbered or having your yeah. time numbered, you then realize that like every moment, everything about life and itself and, and like the, you, you can realize the intrinsic beauty yeah. of life and like how valuable time and experiences is, even if it's bad experience or mm-hmm. good experience, just like being alive is a, is a miraculous thing. Especially when you waste a lot of time. Right. It, it, I well, wasted a good... 10 to 15 minutes a day trying to throw a Pringles lid into a trash can from across my office. Yeah. But the thing is also, the thing is, but what I would, what I would counter with happy is, death day. Is that, is that wasted time? Yeah. I mean, so I know play, play, play yes, this. Have yeah. So, so play in the space yes. with me a little bit because like there's, there's stuff where I think about that where like people will make like the argument of like, Oh, video games are wasting time and yeah. stuff like that. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I totally agree. I waste too much of my time doing that. But then other times I'm like, but it brings me joy and connects me with people. And right. there, so there's, or if you're throwing a Pringles can and a trash, mm-hmm. it didn't, I didn't get it, so I got no joy. Okay, well then you got no. <laughs> and joy. I wasn't playing with anyone. But but there's still beauty in that mundane action, right? Like <laughs> I, I'm I'm picturing this right now of Daniel throwing a thing, like mm-hmm. trying and struggling mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. being able to do it and getting frustrated and wanting to do it, and mm-hmm. it's making me happy. Not at your struggle, but Thanks. just because that's such a that's such a beautifully mundane, silly thing. It's very silly. Um, and so there's something to be said about the idea of keeping death in mind and in front of you and and because of that being able to appreciate life and i'm hoping that reading this book will have me thinking in that mindset instead of in an anxious mindset and we will see where it goes yeah i assume it will so i'm really holding my breath for this one because yeah yeah it's uh it's definitely anxiety inducing i'm not sure i guess it makes more sense like you said i guess i would prefer an extended period so at least i know i could like do more than just like 24 hours worth right. of stuff or at least i could plan for yeah. more than 20 what's it like for the death cast people they get the call and then they die die at like within like a minute or they're still on the phone or yeah. something that's right. what i was thinking about it was like yeah. you have no idea when someone's breaking into your house and you get a call and you're like oh gosh yeah I th- <laughs> oh so crap I, I had another thought of like what like if you're in if you plan on going like to a concert and then you figure out everyone with death cast got like everyone with tickets got like a huh like a death cast call. Yeah. I thought a lot about death yeah. cast. Wow. Well, it's probably like, too much. It also makes you think is like I would almost not want to be around anybody in case yeah. I hurt anybody by being like in their presence. And Rufus, Rufus says that too. I think I, I'm really yeah. interested. Well, that's why I, I, I wonder, away, and man. I hope they answer these questions because they really did harp on like how much it had permeated culture. Mm-hmm. It was in mm-hmm. movies. It was in Which, books. That's I think that's the worst part about it is that it's like. Like become normal. like a capitalistic like, right exactly that that's the that's the industry tragedy part of it but then also there's a lot of become a number in a commentary into yeah. it like i wonder yeah. if they're going to talk about like things like uh death on a massive scale if that's yeah. like by you know natural disaster or something tragic like terrorists also, like, ter- or something like is this going to be something where just like in like minority report or any of just someone beat it is no well that and is there a shady corporation behind right. it that's manufacturing fake death yeah. casts? Right. Because because it's now become a capitalistic venture. Right. Somebody gains from these people's deaths. Right. So is there a shady overall like overlord corporation? I bet they both live that is the behind <laughs> that is like somehow like will do it to certain people yeah. to like bump up the numbers and like. Did Rufus's parents get his family get knocked off the, knocked into the river? Right. Like even even purpose? though it is it is 
in anxiety. Maybe I'm thinking too I think this premise is really interesting. I might be thinking too No, no, I was right there with you because I was thinking about like the the corporate slash like twisted way that people like that could wanted use it like that wanted it. movie right where the, like they <laughs> follow what's written in the, the curve in the yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they follow it's written I get in, the, in the silk or whatever, yeah. and they've been manufacturing it for years. Right, but that yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, and yeah, and and then also is like, is there something nefarious, or is this set up as truly like? Did they find some mysticism way of of yeah. predicting right. this or scientific yeah, way, the and then they did this it? out of a, a, a like some groups of humans decided it's better for people to have that knowledge pre pre existing than to not yeah and to give somebody at least a small amount of time to have closure right you know which i mean i don't know we're getting very yeah. deep and we'll figure stuff out like that later but uh last question um because this is an obvious one too yeah. what would you guys do on your death day if you got a death cast call i mean I so anxious I be like so anxious selfishly i do like a lot of fun stuff but unselfishly i'd be super anxious about hurting anybody I don't so i'd know probably I like like stick to my like if it was me me in this yeah. world i would like i would obviously like call a lot of people yeah, and yeah. like zoom like facetime a lot of people and obviously spend a couple minutes with people but i would yeah. be worried that i would cause something to happen to them yeah. i honestly don't know if i would go out of my way to like quote unquote like live a life yeah, yeah like right. i think i would stay in the comfort of my home on my circle yeah right. and like my wife and friends yep call the people i can't get to in a day and then just yeah just yeah. go from there if i was like i would be yeah, so maybe anxious. like go to the beach and yeah. just like sit on the beach all day and like yeah. watch the sunset and just be like let like it happen rogue, let rogue, it let one style yeah let it happen oh, somewhere that you love yeah yeah like put yourself somewhere where you would be happy to die yeah and in like a dark way but like yeah Know that you would be like also, sitting like, on your back porch watching, just like hanging out. I think reading. there's a difference if you're like 110 years old and you get the call. Right. You right. can take a good guess of what's going to happen. Right. But if you're like 27, I mean, yeah, both of these you're going to get like, right. both yeah, of these exactly. characters are 15. If you're, if are you, you're right. 17 yeah. and 18, like, that's is the piano going to get dropped in here? That's right. what, like, yeah. I think Amy mentioned it. It was like, like you're gonna die. Like yeah. you're dying in a freak accident. Yeah, which exactly. Is, I I literally want to. I would be incapacitated. So anxiety. it's one of those things where it's like, I don't think I would like to go skydiving, but I don't. That would probably be where I would die. Wow. If whatever, if destiny is controlling that, it'd be like, oh no, wait, that's a easier way for me to kill you. <laughs> Your parachute doesn't work, yeah. which would suck. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I but agree. With, I agree with you, Daniel. I think that that's uh, like I would probably just try to live a very normal day. Yeah. Except, just like except for the fact. So this is another piece of my win dad's some, wisdom. Win some Overwatch games. Yeah. Exactly. I would lose some. Oh god. I would drop. A thousand no, I don't think I would play any video games out of the fear yeah, of like rage. it being. I mean, honestly, that's a waste of time. You, you have it. You have a. You have like a heart attack from like a rage at a video game. Um. But so my dad has always also told me that like. You're like people's lives are always measured by what they gave and not yeah. what they accumulated or mm -hmm. what they get. And I think that is a very profound thought because I think most of our lives, especially in our early lives, are about like collecting and consumption yeah. and about like building some sort of security around us, yeah. right? Like house and money and family and stuff right. like that. But at the end of the day, like trying to take care of yourself very very few times people are going to be like, man, that guy took care of himself so well. Look at how many cars he yeah. had. And like, that's cool. Or like that guy's house was so big. Yeah. Like that's cool. But, but rather like life, it, you're, like people will measure your life by what you gave. So I think right. I would try to figure out how I could do something, give the, the most of the rest of my life away to people. Like the stuff that I don't need, mm -hmm. the, the non immediate needs of mine to like, make sure that they are in good hands or benefit other people or benefit like people less fortunate. And then like you said, Daniel, like just spend time honestly with Maddie, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then maybe a little bit of time with friends and family, but just, I think that that's probably what I would do is just try to have a, a normal day with the people or person. Um, that means most to me. Yeah. And then, and then just let, let them, you know, carry my life and and also try to reassure them that like life goes on without me. Cause yeah. I know that, uh, life is bigger than me. But anyways, I want wow, the book, this is deep. I want and, the book to get happier. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like at this point in the story, it's what what the thing I about think, death cast makes me sad. I think we're applying it to, and I think we would still be this way, like be yeah. sentimental about it. But I think 
we're applying it to our world, it seems like in this world, it's less of a sentimental thing and it's become a colder yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thing where it's sure. like, you, like For he's sure. writing letters to his neighbor to say, hey, I'm about to die. Can yeah, you take right. care of my cat? Right. So it's become more of like a, an acceptance. Oh, like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry a, about it's that. Annoying. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's antiquated to them. Yeah, it's, you're it's, like, oh, I'm sorry that's happening to you. Right. It's almost like, oh, I'm sorry you had a bad day. But also think about that, like probably hundreds of thousands of people get calls every morning. Yeah. So like, there are so many people living that experience out yeah well also, that's yeah. which also could be a good thing yeah uh oh man this this book does give us a whole lot of good discussion yeah. which i'm excited about hopefully uh as we continue on it'll be more positive and more lighthearted. yeah um and i know I, we got deep but we'll, we'll make more jokes at some point <laughs> yeah. let's make some jokes <laughs> okay what's one goofy ass thing that you would do on your death day yeah, we we kind of turn that into more of a sun, which yeah, is yeah, great. Yeah. But do do a, a funny goofy. goofy yeah. You're both looking at me you do because do. you're our goofy ass friend. No, but death <laughs> makes me sad. But I think about only sad things. Um, if it was ju- okay, imagine it was just you God, somewhere. I'm... You were separated from your family. You called everybody. Okay. Facetimed so, everybody. It's the rest of the day by I'm yourself. Gonna, I'm gonna steal an idea because it always looked really fun. Did you like steal a car? Uh, no, no, an idea from a show. Last man on earth. Yeah. I don't know if you ever watched Will Forte. it. Will Forte. So something he did that looks like the most amount of fun in the world. Exactly. He bowls down at like he bowls at a parking lot yeah. from like a mile away and then the pins are fish like bowls. Yeah. Oh, that's and so hilarious. he just, so he just smashes like, like a stuff. million things with a bowling ball from yeah. like two hundred yards away. That's so funny. Yeah. And that just seemed well, fun. Sorry, I know we're getting into stuff that's like I don't want to break too much back into discussion because we're about to wrap it up. But also like think about the stuff that you could do knowing that it's your last day where like all of society norms that like you have to like yeah that you're confined to to because you're like i don't know if this is my last day like work and stuff like would you just like jump up on your desk and start like like screaming or like do like wild stuff or like do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, i think i'd be so worried about like take off your clothes and run down the street naked because like why not because everyone's gonna in my head I don't want pe- I don't want to die and then everyone be like, man, that guy was like kind of a dick. He was out of his mind. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not do anything destructive like mean, but destructive like like crazy or wild yeah. or just like like goofy things that you couldn't do, like get a full like like face tattoo and be like, well, whatever. Yeah, it's not gonna matter. Yeah. Do you want a really depressing thought to bring you back down? No just experience. No, this is okay. just, I would just experience random. I'll save things. my depressing thought for later. Yeah. This is goofy. Do you like the yes man? And yeah. I think so that's why it'd be more fun to have like a month or like a year because you could just become Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey in that movie Yes Man where you're just yeah. like, sure, I'll go do that thing. Like, let's go. You yeah. just, I would and like travel and meet strangers and like just yeah. do random crazy stuff. I think I would, um, and, and this isn't like too wild and off the wall crazy, wow. um, but I would definitely just play a lot of Jackbox games and then also... Mm-hmm. Uh, like with friends and then but also all of your answers be death related <laughs> none of them oh my god yeah make fun of my everyone would have to vote um, oh you god vote that's die. okay this is lame not, no the other no. thing I would do is play like just dance or something like something like yeah. silly that's like fun you could and play just dance and go to like fun the and... middle of like a public park and play just dance yeah. and like invite people to play with you yeah oh that sounds so lovely or like Oh man! Now the real question is, like, why why don't we do that right now? We can exactly. Do that this weekend. Exactly. Like I'm trying to think of like wondrous things that you could do, just like go around and like compliment. What every- if we make it a challenge to do some weird, do something, something outside of the cultural norm? Book. Outside of cultural norms that we would do if we got a death cast call. Yes. So do you want to hear? Okay. Here's a thought. Sorry. This is this too. Now my anxiety. (laughs) So this is something I think about often. (laughs) This is something I think about often is how much, and I don't know if y'all's brains work like this, but how many times in in like normal like society, I I like think like, oh, I want to like compliment this person or like I, like go out of my way to compliment, compliment this person because I'm like shirts all the time. Right. That's the kind of thing. But 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 it's like it's like stuff that I'm like. This is weird, or this is, or or like it's a, it's like ships in the night, you know. Like you see someone passing, or someone like at, yeah. at the store or something. Like, just like being able to tell someone, like, hey, like you are magnificent, or like you are like you have the most beautiful eyes, or like your shirt is your like bow and your stern, so are beautiful. Cool. Yeah, like ships. <laughs> your ship is so no, <laughs> nice. but but you know what I'm saying. Like, just like in in passing to strangers, be able to like say something to them or do something for them, right. just out of like pure kindness, and be like take this with you because I can't take this. Like, I am 
I'm I'm well you could go give all your money to like someone in need yeah like, or just like give a give a stranger a hug or, or tell yeah. like or, or talk to a stranger for five minutes and, and like try to like encourage them f- towards like something or aspire inspire them to do something that they were too afraid to do because they don't feel you know significant yeah. enough but they it's have like so much that, time and you don't so you want to tell them to have it's time like that yes theory have you ever seen that? Yeah. Is that not like yes, man? Like if you just say yes to things? They they just like do wild and crazy stuff yeah. and like go up to strangers like, hey, you want to do this thing? And they try and find people to do it. Doesn't hard to ask. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. That's that's great. I'm an idiot. That's part no, of Sorry. I just got way you're off. Not, what? Why are you saying that? <laughs> I don't know. I just think I got you're too excited. You're not an idiot. Um, anyways, let's bookmark it. it. Hey. Yeah. I love that. Thanks, Brett. I love you. It was really charming. I loved it. <laughs> All right. Um, um, bookmark it. Let's uh, bookmark. I have uh, author's note. Yes, before we bookmark, author's note. Yes. Author's note. Um, so I've realized on our author's note, we've never really like introduced yeah. the author. Oops. And so I straight up went to- I feel like we did with um, Hank a little bit. A little bit. I, I just- Paula. I just went to Adam You know what, Dan, page. on every author, I think you're wrong. <laughs> you know- No, okay. No, no, get, I'm no, going to introduce- I'm yeah, just introduce I'm just, to Adam. I went straight to his page. I'm going to read his about cool. Adam Silver. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, it's nice and short, but just a little intro of who Adam is. Um, I would never have guessed this. Adam is really young. Oh, really? Adam, Adam is 30. 12? Wow. Adam has... Uh, Adam a, is like our age. Adam has a running series and multiple books, like seven oh books God. published that have wow. all been New York Times awesome. like bestseller. What are we doing with our lives? <laughs> yeah, I wish I got my death guess. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, but yeah, Adam, Adam has call multiple us. books. Give us, uh, this give us being, a death cast, Adam. <laughs> this one being more recent. And so uh, he started um, his career in publishing. He was a publisher for a children's like book, like children's books, which yeah. I think is really cool. That is cool. Um, I talked about, uh, it's the last episode? It was the last episode. I talked yeah. about uh, children's books and I really yeah. like children's books. Uh, so that's really cool. He um, worked for a company that was like, um, they, they helped like aspiring writers. So it's uh-huh. basically like a website for like teenagers that they could go that's to so to cool. like um, get like writing advice and things like that. Once again, he's only, I mean, he probably was like 20 when he did that. So yeah. it's really cool. Um, he is an avid reviewer for uh, children books and younger, like YA novels, because that's like a passion of his, his yeah. children's books. And then the last thing on here, uh, actually not last thing, he was raised in New York and a lot of his books take place in New York just oh, because cool. like, yeah, um, that's he, knows yeah. It. he knows it. Um, and he talks about in an interview of like, he adapts New York for his story. So for example, like we've talked about multiple times, death cast is like a norm. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so like New York is kind of like this big city is like, has it, have they said it's, it is New York. Yeah. yeah it is. Cause it was like the hot yeah. side. Um, he's like adapted New York to fit this new norm of like, that's death really, cast. that's a cool idea. Yeah. yeah. And so a, a few other of his books, he has a series called infinity, infinity, um, reaper and infinity sun that also is in New York. Um, and then he's tall for no reason. And that's the Just last like thing. You. Yeah, I'm tall for absolutely no reason. Wow. Um, also, side note, there's a picture of Adam Silvera on his About You page. And if you ever needed, like, I don't know, like a knife to cut butter with, you can just use Adam, Adam Silvera's face. Because he's so handsome. This man's got a jawline for days. Yeah, wait, hang on. You just pulled up that picture and... Yeah, Adam he's Silvera. a handsome guy. He's a good-looking fella. Cool. Well, hey, let's get Adam Severo on the show. Yeah. Y'all think that's possible? <laughs> after, after this. Sure. I mean, um, Paula responded. Paula did give us a like on an Instagram, and she uh, responded to our post. So, Paula yeah. McLean, you're the best again. But maybe Adam... You are a queen. Maybe Adam will get on board, um, and and we'll at least keep promoting his book in the meantime. Yeah. So that's a great author's note. Knock, knock, knock. Oh my gosh, someone's at the door. <laughs> nice <laughs> to meet you, Adam. Hi, Adam. Um, I have this butter here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we can. Oh, well, looks it up like he's there. done this before. He just <laughs> cut the butter. What a book. Um, what to read next? Part two. Part two. Part yeah. So I think this book actually is sweet and and di- segmented. Di- yeah, it cut out all the hard work for us because it's it's in four parts. It's like they made it for us. I think part two is the longest part, so we're cool. gonna be reading a lot. Um, read through part two. Uh, we're excited to talk about it. Bookmark it there. Thank you, Jacob, for the intro outro. Thank you, Maddie, for our lovely art. Thank you both. You're wonderful.
Um, any other shout-outs? Anything from you guys? Good. Um, Good to go. Shout-out Jacob and Maddie. <laughs> Jacob and Maddie. Maddie and Jacob. Yeah. Oh, shout-out uh, Jacob and Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, God, we love Jacob and Maddie on this show, don't we? And um, Paula and... And Paula and Adam and and, Adam. and Hank and Emily and just yeah. anybody that we're going to read books because they... In the they're, future. Yeah. They're they were just... Every time, every new... So, like, two years from now, we'll be saying, we like, 10 <laughs> authors. Yeah. I like that it's idea. It's a chain game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So, uh, that's it. Uh, thank you again, audience, for listening. Uh, remember to send us in notes, your thoughts on the book. Uh, we'd love for you to be a part of the discussion. You can reach us at all of our handles. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on TikTok, uh, Bookends with Friends, some variation of that. You can find us. <laughs> Gmail us as uh, 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 Bookends with Friends at gmail.com uh email us there um and that's it and remember uh to live like you're dying wow ring 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 remember the real ring 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 i'm not answering that i'm not answering that ring 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 uh yeah what if that's a community phone ring 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 hello what if that's a house phone hi within the next 24 hours this podcast will die oh no enjoy your day (laughs) 